Welcome back to the Lift Podcast, episode number three, with your hosts, Joe and Oscar. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about progressive overload and its many different facets, because um, there is a lot more to talk about than just increasing the weight each session or each week. There's a lot more different things, different methods that you can utilize to kind of keep progressing within the gym or within exercise itself. And then kind of go into how progressive overload and the different methods that you can do would be useful for people uh, training at home at the moment uh, with limited equipment and give some examples of what you can do with these different methods to maintain progress to keep going while training at home. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Uh, Joe, so I think um, before we we get fully started into what we're going to talk about today, I think for those new listeners and those people coming back, uh, I'll give you a quick definition from the interweb, as they would say. Uh, (laughs) The interwebs. (laughs) Progressive overload is a method of strength training that advocates for the gradual increase of the stress placed upon the musculoskeletal and nervous systems. Mm. So I think, yeah, that's a. I think that's a pretty good um, definition from obviously a lot of the research that I've done before obviously while at uni and all the kind of stuff I've done with strength conditioning that's pretty good uh definition in my opinion um because obviously I think we could start with just the kind of standard kind of practice of progressive overload that everyone knows about and that is increasing the load or increasing the weight each time you go into the gym now obviously that is it's quite a big air topic area obviously when you're it changes as you get more advanced with your lifting um you know when you're a beginner it's very much it's very much down to you should be increasing the weight either every session every week or at least every two sessions i'd say um because you know when you're a new when you're a new lifter you're gonna obviously the the stimulus that you require to actually make any gains is a lot less than someone who is way more advanced right so that's definitely yeah. that kind of thing I, I'd agree with that uh, 100% but this also comes down to sort of as a as a new lifter or beginner lifter and I know uh, ego is a massive thing whilst training but you know if you're going to progressive overload correctly and do it correctly that also comes with your form so if you aren't moving just for argument's sake you know let's just say bench press every, every bro's favourite movement <laughs> <laughs> Any real lifter knows that squats and deadlifts are better, but yeah. <laughs> any bros, <laughs> um, if you're if you're benching sixty kilos and you know it's moving awfully, let's say your left side's moving up quicker than your right, or so on and so forth, don't then go next session sixty five, then next session seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Um, <clears throat> you know, because even tech technical kind of improvements could be classed as progressive overload itself, right? In my yeah. opinion, I think it'd yeah. be definitely a good place to start, especially for a brand new lifter. Um, it's definitely something that you should, you know, take, keep in keep in mind. Because I think one thing that I would say probably before we even get going here is like, you know, progressive overload is definitely a technique that's necessary for any lifter. But it should you should only start using the kind of different methods that we're going to talk about today after you've kind of built that base of technique right with each of these lifts i think that's probably safe to say yeah yeah so you know you're not going to build a house without foundations so build that foundations oh, in the first few weeks God. you know first you keep weeks coming of training. you keep coming with those with those <laughs> with those, those quotes i'm gonna to have to keep you on stolen <laughs> uh, yeah those first few weeks at the gym you know if you're new to the gym 
you know, build those basic compound lifts, you, you know, do those is- isolation exercises. And then from there, you know, you train correctly with progressive overloads. Those newbie gains are going to be through the roof, um, which obviously anyone that lifts as well is very jealous of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's, it, it's, it's definitely, that was a really good point to bring up early on so that people don't get confused at what we're trying to say here. Because I think definitely, you know, moving weight more more weight each each session you will get stronger it just will happen obviously it gets to a point where you become quite advanced and you start hitting those plateaus and you might need to actually start including kind of a bit of a longer stretch of using the same weight and then maybe having for example like deload weeks and then then building yourself back up because that's then kind of different ways that you can then break through those plateaus um, but even that is a completely different conversation that could last an entire podcast really episode couldn't it so um i think yeah with weight it's just making sure that you're not obviously as oscar you were saying don't let your ego take control of it i think that's a really good point um if you want to elaborate on that i think because that was like a really really good point i think yeah so there's a there's a another saying <laughs> leave your ego at the door so you know you come into a gym and and just remember you know you've got a plan at hand and you know I, I've fallen for it many a time I think you know, quite a lot of us have you go to the mm-hmm. gym you've got a plan you know you've got a routine you're going to follow especially at uni and then it becomes a one RM session or yeah. see how many I can, see how much I can pull for five reps and yeah. obviously you come to learn the more you get injured as well <laughs> you come to learn that that is just not the way uh, forward at all and so what I would say is it is very much leaving that ego at the door. You will find more of a difference in your lifts by following a program, following that overload, than you will from just going to the gym and going, okay, I'm now going to bench 140 for one, five mm. times, yeah. and then come back and do it again and again and again. Yeah. And uh, that there's another, I'm going to hit you with another quote, Joe, and it's uh, cool. insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And Jesus. that is basically what progressive overload is, is you are altering so you are doing the same thing over and over but with a slight change so that you can get a different result if i Mm. go in and train one deadlift every single week i'm not going to get any stronger yeah so well it was when you were talking about those back at uni uh, there's a there's just a great story um well it's many many a time it happened many times didn't it we'd go into the gym and We'd, we'd, we'd all have a kind of plan of what we wanted to do, whether we were following the actual kind of S&C plan that we were given for rugby or whatever it was. And then it, about 10 minutes maybe into the session, we would just say, anyone want to power clean? <laughs> and listening, we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and oh yeah, we didn't do that. We stuck to the plan. <laughs> no, but I mean... It, it it happens and it, especially if you're training with your with your with your mates you know it and you get and you got and you in your competitive group you know you want to you want to actually you want to do stuff where you know it's fun to 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 work up to a bloody 1RM power clean or 1RM squat or bench or whatever and see you know who 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 performs the best you know so i think it takes a little bit of dedication a little bit of kind of willpower again to kind of stick to a plan um because but I mean, we both kind of experienced the the effects of sticking to a plan properly, and you know, you make 
the gains you make are ridiculous mm. and it shocks you if especially the fir- it's the first time that you've you know stuck to a plan properly it shocks you how how much progress you actually make when you stick to something properly right mm. so i think i think there's a a cool little um topic you put put in there about uh, dedication and especially based on last week's conversation about training at home and during lockdown is it does take that extra bit of willpower especially at the moment to train specifically to a program and to train slightly better than last time each time but at home i think now people can notice it more than ever is with the just with like body weight exercises um you know that one extra push up is more than more than last time as you would say so as greg Doucette would say yeah, yeah. train harder tra- than last time <laughs> and uh it, it, it's sort of like fortunately for this topic like all of it sort of molds into one um and people at home who are training during lockdown you know that one more press up when you're a kilo lighter is far better than you know no more press ups at the same weight you know mm. so and there's there's just so many so many different aspects and so many different ways of measuring progressive overload you know yeah. as, you, as you say and we'll, we'll actually probably touch upon as we go through mm. Excuse me. Yeah. No, I think it's it, it it's definitely I mean, look, there's so many different ways as we were saying to to kind of achieve progressive overload. Um and you if even if you are feeling a bit disheartened because you don't have, you know, all the equipment at home that you would at a gym or have access to at a gym, there's still a lot that you can do to you know, get a pump, get whatever you want to do, you know, gain some strength. You can still gain strength through bodyweight exercises. Yes. It might take a, a long. It might take a lot longer than if you had a barbell with some weights or some dumbbells, you know, or even some resistance bands. But it will still happen, you know, especially if you're eating properly and you're utilizing progressive overload in a smart way. It will happen. It's just that's just kind of the science behind it, I guess. That's the research has been done and shown that it does happen and it will happen. And and on that, like people need to realize, it's, it's it's not just strength training that you measure progressive overload. Uh, things like running, for example, uh, mm. <laughs> believe it or not, I've been taking up quite a bit of running. I know the Marcus and Abby have, um, and sort of for like one week, I tried two two miles or two kilometers, then three kilometers the following week, then mm. four. So next week it's four k each day, uh, and obviously some days I miss it, but I find that the more I'm doing it. The, the easier it's getting and even if it is 3k let's say uh, 4k tomorrow i will find that 4k easier than i did the monday where i did the 3k which yeah. is just it just shows that repetition with a little bit extra you know you will see a difference and even if that 4k was diff it's going to be difficult it might be a little bit quicker per kilometer or something like that so yeah all my 3k run will be quicker and that last kilometer will be a little bit slower yeah of course i mean that that actually really nicely feeds into one of the methods you know that we were going to touch on today and that is your frequency of training because i mean as you were saying the more you were doing it the easier it's getting Mm. you know and that is the exact same kind of concept with weight training as well you know the more that you train the better you're going to be right it's just kind of it's even in a situation if you if you play a sport right the more that you train for that sport the better you're going to get and it's the same concept with exercise, with weight training. The more that you train a muscle, the more exposure it's going to get to, you know, 
the being broken down having to rebuild again you know the different stimulus that you're hitting it on a on a you know if you're training for example for myself i take myself an example i am squatting three times a week at the moment i'm benching twice a week i'm deadlifting once a week and then i'm overhead pressing once a week so it's kind of you know because i'm trying to increase my numbers in those in those places but they also will get you way stronger you know as overall so and i experienced it with my bench press especially a couple months ago when i was properly training this was still when the gyms were open just increasing the amount of times i benched to i think it was i started when i really wanted to try and get up to the 100 kilo bench uh, that that two that two plate bench i just wanted it so badly um i just i was training three times a week bench press you know yeah and 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 you know it made that difference it 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 allowed me to then progress on to hitting that goal so it's definitely you know the amount of times your frequency of training if you're really looking to improve in a specific area just start training it more you know that's definitely something i'd say yeah 100% but you got to also train it more wisely you can't expect mm. to be training you know bench three times a week and putting the same output every single time you yeah. know try a little bit of volume try a little bit of uh strength and mix it up don't just go like five reps each time as heavy as you can <laughs> yeah no i mean i think a, th a key thing to kind of say here with progressive overload with no matter what method you're doing it whether it's increasing the weight whether it's frequency of training whether it's some of the other things we're going to talk touch on today you know it's the definition said it's a gradual process right as oscar said you can't just throw on as much weight as you can each week and just try and bang out as many reps or something that's not progressive overload progressive overload is for example me hitting a five by five at 90 kilos on the bench and then the next week i'm hitting a five by five at 92.5 kilos or 95 kilos this small increases each week will then build up and if you plan pr properly and periodize to up to a specific point where you're saying okay this week that's the week where i'm gonna test my one up a new for a new one rep max and you build back from that you know and making sure that you're you know in even some people go in increments of 2.5 kilos when it comes to weight some people do increments of five kilos or 10 kilos it's really personal when it comes down to that kind of thing so again it's definitely something it's, it's a gradual process not yeah. something you just go willy-nilly every yeah. day <laughs> oh, 100 percent, and actually uh it, it it will show as well that it is a, a non-linear process so that's actually quite quite funny you've said it like that um, but there is no linearity linearity between sort of week one and weight one to week two and weight two um and this is where sort of as we touched upon um last week that it's not an overnight process you know you can't lose weight you know, I can't lose 10 kilos tomorrow and then 10 kilos the next day, then 10 kilos the following mm. day, you know, or 10, yep. 11, 12. And so there will be days where, yeah, unfortunately you guys can't see us, but like the graph will plateau and go down and go up. And it, it's realizing that it isn't, for, obviously for those newbie lifters, it's going to be bloody fantastic, you know. Yeah. You're going to gain five kilos each week on every lift for six weeks, fortunately, yeah. from the starting point. But, <laughs> the, the more experienced lifters you know it's going to be micro changes at like a kilo or 
you know, yeah. half a kilo, or it may even drop one week. But it is that sort mm. of mental fortitude that will bring it back up and, and sticking to the process. And by the end of you know, a 10, 11, 12, 13 week program, you will see that you know, five kilo gain as uh, which doesn't sound like a lot but it really is when you yeah know. when you get yeah uh, when you get to that point in your lifting kind of i guess career for some people or just you know lifting age whatever that it gets to the it gets to that point where you really do you know it's those one or two kilo increases that make massive difference to you right that's it's those one to two kilo increases that really make the big difference and obviously as as oscar was saying you know when you're when you're kind of a new lifter or a newbie lifter or whatever it's the it's the things that really kind of you know you're going to be increasing every 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 week right you're going to be increasing by two to three kilos five kilos ten kilos some some lifts every week um and that's but when you get a bit more advanced that's when you really need to kind of focus on that kind of dedication and remain focused on that program because there will be weeks where you'll try and hit a lift and you won't be able to and you'll have to go back to the previous week's weights and hit those again and just then try again the next week and it could go on for months like that right but it's definitely those people who make the proper gains are the ones that stick and stay dedicated to those programs and trust that they will you know come up out of the end of you know on the other side of it in a much better place mm. exactly it's it's you know micro micro gains make the biggest difference you know it, obviously i'm nor joe are at an elite level of well <laughs> anything really in the nicest way but you know you've got the likes of uh like you saying bolt uh, when he was it's that like one one hundredth of a second makes the biggest difference in sprinting uh in Ollie lifting that extra two kilos make the difference in your Wilkes score. Um, it it's trusting the process and going through the motion, and at the end of it, you will see a change. Even if it's the smallest change, um, your body like everything will plateau at one point, and then boom, you start again. It's like weight loss, you know. It, as I say, this it's not linear. You're not going to lose a kilo each week, um, but there'll be some days where you actually you're up a kilo. And there'll be some days where you lose a kilo and it will plateau. And then it's sort of trusting the process, trusting the program. And then, boom, all of a sudden, you'll, you'll lose like two kilos or you'll gain like five kilos on your on your lift out of nowhere. So, Yeah, 100%. I think that's probably covered the weight or load side of things. We went very in-depth into there. <laughs> yeah. um, so, obviously, we can go into some more the different methods that we that we kind of thought of for progressive overload um, and one of them is obviously kind of links obviously quite closely to the load that you use ev on a weekly basis or on a, every session and that's the kind of structure of your reps and your sets um, and I think that's quite a big thing because it's another way that you can really influence progressive overload in quite a big manner um, outside of just changing the weight um, so for example if you're doing, for example, take my for me again for, as an example, my own training. Um, I'm currently doing a program which focuses around a, fi a five by five scheme, so five sets of five reps, um, and I would have a heavy day 
uh, which is actually today is my training is my heavy training day um and then a couple days after that i then hit uh, a more uh, kind of it's kind of a light day it's kind of focused on a light day where i hit um a four by five instead of a five by five um and then uh the final day so i train three days a week the final day is kind of a in between those that light day and the heavy day um where i hit a specific percentage of the weight i hit on the f on the heavy day i know it sounds very complicated i tried to kind of dumb it down <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> completely so there. a question on that um even yeah, though it's not that kind of thing but so what, what's the theory or reasoning behind the four by five lighter day so you've done your five by five heavy sure um and then your next session is four by five, slightly lighter. So what's the reasoning behind that? Just, just out of curiosity. Um, I think it's basically the, the program is, is, is called, um, it's by a guy called Bill Starr. Um, it's just Bill Starr's five by five. Um, and he was one of the kind of guy, like original guys to kind of popularize the five by five scheme. Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, like I, <sighs> from from i've already done i've only done one week of it so far mm -hmm. um but just from that one week i can it feels kind of good to have that kind of middle day yeah. where you don't hit as heavy of a of weight um, i would have to do a little bit more kind of research into it properly to understand the main reasoning behind having the lighter day but mm -hmm. um it's kind of structured so you have the heavy day then you have the lighter day and then you have the it's, they call it the medium day but it's basically just like you know an in-between of the two right yeah. um but i think it's just quite nice because obviously i'm you get quite sore after that heavy day the, mm -hmm. the the initial heavy day so having that light day is just adding in that little bit of volume for the week um at a bit of a lighter intensity um yeah, yeah. and just getting those reps in really um, yeah, I was about to say. I, I think I it's guess the main. It's just. I think it's, the it's main getting that thing. extra yeah. bit in, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. So whereas most I mean, people would probably rest that day, you're getting that little bit extra in. Yeah, um, I mean, and I and I would say I was definitely sore um, training, doing that day. Um, mm -hmm. Like my legs were sore. I was still squatting, because um, I squat every session now, uh, which is kind of different for me. And I'm already feeling, you know, even after one week, it just feels like I'm gonna make progress with it. You know, you kind of get those feelings. I don't know. Sometimes, that's just personal, really. But um, yeah, no, it's it's it, it it seems like a good program. I'm gonna definitely stick out with it, obviously. Um, but again, that's kind of an example of the kind of reps and sets being manipulated to kind of help you maintain and make progress, right? Because mm -hmm. it's dropping it's dropping the intensity, not the intensity, but the volume down slightly for me. Um, whilst kind of maintaining the same intensity as the heavy day, but just mm -hmm. dropping down the volume, so it's it's actually kind of like a deload, right? Okay. But um, yeah, yeah. but like because you obviously most of the time kind of traditional periodization, you deload after about on like the fourth week maybe of a six week cycle, mm -hmm. um, whereas in this one it's pretty much having like a deload midweek, right? Between two heavy sessions, that's kind of the way I I I, I I'm taking it as. Mm -hmm. um and i find it i found it really beneficial last week just because like it it, it, it for one helped with reducing the kind of soreness i think mm -hmm. like straight after that day i wasn't really sore because i think it, it helps to flush out that lactic acid out of the out of the muscles and all that kind of stuff and 
I think it just adds that extra little bit of volume for you in to get in within the week if you kind of because a lot of people start programming off of weekly tonnage and weekly volume and things like that so um it definitely helps in that regard but yeah that's kind of <laughs> going into my own program quite in depth now but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but i think yeah as an example of reps and sets i think it's a pretty good one um because you can just manipulate it in that way to still make progress right mm-hmm. um i don't know in your situation what you're doing at the moment um, with kind of reps and sets yeah so at the moment obviously uh, as you know like i'm in the current process of building a home gym um it's going quite nicely it's good fun uh but that obviously means that at the moment i'm not really strength training it's more uh cardiovascular based and running based at the moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but as i said earlier it's sort of just i just run just run basically uh every, as, as many times as i can uh depending on my schedule so uh it, the plan is obviously seven days a week uh the frequency so that doesn't change um but what changes is each week i'll increase the distance by 1k so as i said seven days of two kilometers then the next week seven days of 3k the next week seven days of 4k um Mm. and it seems to be working like the runs obviously around eastbourne very very hilly area the runs seem to be getting a lot easier um and my endurance seems to be going up uh so but i i'm buzzing for my gym to be built basically so then i can start training <laughs> i think it's been a few, <laughs> few weeks or a couple of weeks since i've actually trained properly um yeah but yeah that should hopefully be done by the end of this week and then this coming week and then uh yeah we're on to probably um some programming that was done by uh marcus that will be specific rugby training um nice. i haven't fully looked into it but it looks good it looks good i haven't gone in depth but yeah, it looks like a nice sure little program. You, sure, you can, sure, you can trust him to uh, provide the goods. <laughs> well, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I think that's a that's a good example as well for outside of the weight room. Um, obviously, because obviously, I know a lot of people at the moment are utilizing kind of running and more kind of cardiovascular training um, within their kind of routines and their schedules or whatnot. So mm. that's good to include that. Um, but yeah, again, just to summarize that i guess sets and reps can be changed um again one thing that i would say is that for all of these different methods of progressive overload um it's important to not change more than one of the variables um during your training at a time because that can overwhelm this your your body a little bit um so for example if you increase the weight but then also manipulate the however much you're training for example so if you're increasing your the amount amount that you're lifting but then also have one or two more sessions during the week for that exercise then your body will start to um you know suffer a little bit you're going to get a bit overwhelmed it's going to be a bit too much volume um bit too intense for it so i definitely say focus on increasing one of these aspects at a time um, and then I, I guess when you become a lot more advanced or when you get to a point where in, when you're lifting where even just a single increase in one of these things isn't giving you anything, then maybe look to increase um, a couple at a time, I'd say. Uh, but I think it's quite an important thing for new lifters to understand is that you shouldn't you know, increase 
one of the only one of the variables at a time just to save your body a bit of <laughs> from injury i'd say <laughs> yeah just on that as well though like your body is is one of the best indicators as if something's too much or you're doing something wrong um it will tell you um as you were saying like that there's a point where training through the soreness is good and bad but there's a your body will tell you if it's too much or if it's you know you're overdoing it or so on and so forth so on on this whole topic like trust your body as well as the process your body will let you know if something's wrong <laughs> very very quickly so yeah i think that's a that's a good thing to remember as well yeah 100 percent. um so moving on obviously we got a couple more um different methods that i think are really important uh one is tempo uh now if you're a new lifter and you're listening tempo is basically the speed at which you perform a rep right so it's quite a widely used method of progressing uh with an exercise or even varying up an exercise during the week if you like to use variations of different exercises um you know typically you'd see if you use a squat for example you can have it programmed down so your tempo would be a one second descent um, maybe a, 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 two, a two second hold at the bottom and then um, a, a one second uh, ascent, right? So just, it's kind of just, and these are in seconds, right? So it's kind of, I guess it's just a different way of adding a different stimulus to the muscle, shocking the muscle as Arnold Schwarzenegger once said in Pumping <laughs> Iron. <laughs> you have to shock the muscle. That Did was a terrible, <laughs> that was a terrible impression. Have you seen that but, new yeah. um, that new thing going around about a two minute push up? I have no. to send you the link. Please after. do, ex- a, do explain. There's do a, explain. There's a there's a geezer, uh, a Chinese guy that basically was doing a minute descent, minute up push up. Oh, is he is he on Instagram? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is Absolutely. he like? Is he does he like does he like trying to pr- try to promote like oh being like a ninja and stuff? Uh, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I haven't fully stalked the 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 uh, page, but, but I saw does he do it like calis- calisthenics kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. And it's yeah, I think I think mental. I know the one you're on about. <laughs> absolutely mental. So any anyone that actually likes this page and follows it, send us a video of uh, your attempt because that would be very very interesting. I'd love to see the, the minute descent minute is, is ridiculous. Let alone yeah, I mean, coming back up. <laughs> if you're bothered to even do that. Because <laughs> that is a lot. That's very time-consuming for one repetition. <laughs> yeah, this is true. So yeah, that's a way of measuring if you can do a minute push-up, <laughs> minute uh, two-minute push-up. Yeah, I mean Jesus. <laughs> so I'm really yeah, I think tempo I tempo is really tempo is really good. Um, again, if linking it back to kind of home training, tempo would be really good for body weight exercises. Because it can really kind of you can really load the kind of eccentric portion of a lot of these movements. So, for example, like squats or like uh, one comes to mind quickly is like dips on a chair. Um, if you do a bloody tempo dip, that is gonna your your triceps will be on fire, even with just body weight. You know, so it's things like that. You know, so I think it's definitely one of the best ones to kind of think about when you're training at home with limited equipment. Um, and you're really trying to get the most out of your muscles in a session. Really think about the tempo as which your 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 
you know exercising especially on those eccentric portions because that's when you're really gonna uh, most of the muscle breakdown happens during the eccentric phase of a movement so it's definitely and that's where most doms come from if if you're if you're looking at if you're interested in that kind of thing doms usually or delayed onset muscle soreness if you didn't know what it stands for they that usually is produced mostly by the eccentric portion of of your of a lift got a little science on us joe <laughs> <laughs> using that degree using that degree hey it came in came in handy at some point eh? <laughs> um but yeah i think that's again that's a really good one um i think and uh, i think one yeah go on on, sorry no no go for it i was just gonna say for those those people like lifting um even if it's not on the descent it's the intensity of the motion as well that you can measure so that comes with Mm. like as joe was using a squat if that squat uh your, your squat velocity is increased it just means that you are getting better so i if we had 100 kilos and it moved at you know x amount of meters per second and then you try again and it moves at x plus one meters per second your progressive overload is working as it's moving faster than it was last time so that Mm -hmm. is another another point just quickly on tempo or movement speed yeah 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 100 percent. i also think tempo um is very useful for for new lifters or people who are experienced like trying to experiment with a different exercise that they've never done before just because when if you use a tempo for example someone is quite bad at squatting or finds it very difficult to you know get to the correct positions for for a for a back squat for example having a tempo can really allow them to focus on maintaining form throughout the movement um without having to kind of worry about you know performing the exercise as fast as possible or you know just forcing them to perform the lift basically at a certain rate uh actually really helps to and i've used it before when um coaching some scholars at university i used it when a few of one of them was quite poor with squatting to depth at least and i used uh, a bit of tempo goblet squats to help you know improve her kind of range of motion and get her comfortable with the load at a specific point in the squat especially at the bottom position and then really being able to power up from the bottom so i think that's a really important thing to say as well with tempo Mm. um but yeah so that's another one (laughs) for you (laughs) after of the list if you're if you're if you're jotting it down as you listen um Another one I'd say that we spoke about before was rest in be- rest time in between sets. If you want to go it straight into that, Oscar. Yeah, so this is just basically intensity. So if you're uh, sort of training, and I'll use a, an example. So Joe's training five by five, and his first set he takes, his first week he takes a minute rest between each one. If he then reduces that down to, for argument's sake, 55 seconds, he is technically overloading he's putting his body through more stress uh more stimuli things like that so increasing uh sorry decreasing the time between your sets uh and increasing the the intensity of your workout uh, so mm. increasing that heart rate uh so in well sprint training is a terrible example <laughs> no but i think it, it, i think it's like it, a pretty good one to be fair in strength training sort of you know reducing that gap crossfitters do it um 
a lot their their every their imams and things like that. So measuring mm. each time, so every minute on the minute for those that, that didn't know, or uh, increasing the number of sets and reducing the time, so on and so forth. There are loads and loads of examples you can use for increasing the intensity of a workout. Yeah, I mean, I think you ne- you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, really. It's very much down to increasing that intensity uh, of your of your working sets, really. Um, I know a lot of people, especially within weightlifting, from the stuff that I've seen kind of online and a little bit of research that I did into it as well because I was a bit interested in it, was that um, a lot of times in weightlifting they do this as a bit of almost like con- as almost for conditioning, mm. um, as almost like a conditioning piece. So like I've seen a lot of times athletes will use um, when they're doing, for example, like power cleans or power snatches, they'll like have maybe a 30 second rest period in between each set and it's very intense and they you know you hit you get up a massive sweat and your your heart rate increases through the roof because of it because obviously it's such an explosive movement especially if you're repping it out um you know for a few reps each set and then taking very small breaks in between it's it's quite a good um conditioning piece in that way yeah um you you could yeah there's a so there's a few like there's one disclaimer actually and that this doesn't mean for example like moving a weight quicker with incorrect form so like all of this stuff has to be done correctly for it to make the biggest change um you can't just expect to, to go to a bench press and just start throwing you know your 30 kilos up in a second per rep instead of two seconds and then having a 10 second rest between you know do everything with um correct form Um, And then sort of on the conditioning side, so uh, just a good example that I've experienced through rugby is uh, Broncos, broken Broncos. And obviously for those that don't know, it's sort Mm. of uh, 22 meters, 40 meters, 60 meters. Um, They're back, they're back, they're back. Um, So you've got a Mm -hmm. certain time frame. So let's say just a minute, for example, and a minute's rest. Um, a, A usage of increased intensity would be a minute time to do it, but 55 seconds rest. And then what will tend to happen is people will run harder so that they can get their minutes rest again and then run harder so they can get a rest <laughs> again. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I think we've, you and I, especially, we've all experienced it for those that play rugby or Bronco. You try a little bit yeah. harder so you can get more rest. And that there is, is, yeah. a, is a usage of progressive overload because you're actually 100%. getting more output and improving your fitness. Like You're sort of showing that I can do that Bronco in 45 seconds so I can now get, you know, a minute 10 rest. Cool, that was quick. Uh, a minute 10 rest. Um, <laughs> that instead would of be just that 50. Cool. That would have been rapid. Yeah, yeah. But this is the thing. Is, <laughs> and I, I was doing it a lot during the first lockdown. Um, I'd sort of give myself 50, 50, 50 seconds and 50 seconds. And mm. I'd try and get that Bronco done just before the 50 seconds so I could get that little sure. bit more rest, obviously. So my intensity has gone up. Yeah. And so is my rest. Yeah, well, I... Good. I <laughs> I utilized it um quite a lot when I was uh coaching uh my local rugby club. Um I did their SNC uh kind of last season towards the end of the season. Um and they wanted to obviously just get a lot fitter. So I was I was using, you know, shuttle runs or broncos, whatever you want to call it. Um and I was using that kind of progressive overload. So like one week I would be like, they had like a minute rest in between each, in, in between each subtle run or, or tempo runs as we like to call it. Um, and then the next, the next week I would drop that down to 40 seconds rest. 
um, and you could see people were dying. I mean, I've done this, I've done tempos before, and they are horrible. Um, they really do stress the body, you know, um, and especially if you're, you know, as you were saying, <laughs> it's it, you get reward. You, obviously, you're rewarded for the, the faster you do it, the more rest time you have, right? So it's like when you drop down those that rest time it kind of pushes people more to kind of get to the end so that they have more rest time but again in that way then they are kind of i guess subconsciously progressing or prog using progressive overload and that's the kind of kind of stimulus that the coaches are you know trying to get out of the athletes is to you know because of that time restraint they are forced they're kind of like subconsciously forced to try harder right yeah, yeah, yeah. It does not feel like a reward when you're doing it as well. But honestly, honestly, it is. Oh like, no, heck no. <laughs> yeah. I think this kind of um, it hasn't really gone into the last bit, but um, my sort of last point on progressive overload, uh, where I was talking about the linearity of overloading, and another way of measuring it, especially during lockdown, um, given a lot of people find themselves binge eating. And, you know, go, I, trust me, I go to that cupboard so many times. <laughs> there was an instance last <laughs> week where I stood there, looked in the cupboard, closed the cupboard, opened the cupboard, and went, why have I looked in it again? Closed it and opened it again. And Marcus just started laughing. And I was just like, I don't know why I was expecting something different every time I open it. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's we're all trying to lose a little bit of that first lockdown weight or second lockdown weight or whatever lockdown it is now. Um, <laughs> and trying to get the same output whilst losing weight is is a huge sign of progressive overload because sort of a look at it as like your output per kilo or per pound for anyone international using the wrong format but um, <laughs> <laughs> um freedom units yeah if you're using if you're if you're outputting the same as you were with less weight it means you are overloaded you are using more so i.e if i'm moving in strength terms 60 kilos at 60 kilos and then now i'm moving 60 kilos at 59 kilos your output is greater by x amount mm. um and this is this is also sort of it does progressive overload especially in the strength strength training does get harder if you're losing weight and so you can't expect the same output as you would at let's say for for I can say 110 kilos to 100 kilos you know there's 10 kilos difference underneath that mm. weight moving that weight so for for yeah. example like a squat and a bench a bench press movement you will see a, a sort of either a plateau or a, a slight decrease but if you go start doing pull ups that's where you'll see a massive difference because your strength hasn't necessarily gone down it's just been moved to a different motion for example for for argument's sake um so when i was losing weight in first lockdown i found that my squat bench and deadlift had plateaued um but my pull-ups went from you know i struggled with three reps when i was at uni to doing sets of 12 um over the course of the weeks and that's also another way of, of sort of measuring and seeing that your weight loss is going well <laughs> um so yeah anything to add to that joe I'd go for it but <laughs> no i mean so yeah i think i think i was just listening it was quite interesting <laughs> um no but i definitely think you it makes sense what you're saying like you know if you're in that kind of weight loss journey um i think 
and you're still trying to, you know, I guess, maintain or utilize progressive overload to try and build muscle, I think you need to kind of just approach it from a point of, you know, you will plateau in, in certain areas. You will maybe even lose some strength in certain areas because obviously you're losing weight, you're losing mass. Um, and as everyone knows, the, the more that you weigh, the easy, the more that you can lift, right? Or the more that you can do. Um, but then as you say, in certain situations, for example, pull-ups or cardiovascular-wise, you know, running any sort of kind of a a cardiovascular activity, losing weight will benefit you in that way because, you know, it's less, <laughs> I guess, less mass to kind of carry around, to kind of yeah. run around with, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's it's going in with like sort of an open mindset. It's like yeah, okay, my bench has gone down, but I now do five more pull-ups. So you know who's kind of yeah. winning here? I've lost a kilo, yeah, exactly. my, five kilos on my bench, but I've got five reps of my body. <laughs> yeah, again, it's, so. it's it again. It almost kind of links back into that that you know the topic that we were talking about last week with the kind of motivation, the kind of psychology behind it. It's like you've got to take the wins out of it. Mm. Um, with with the whole weight loss thing, like yes, the progr you, your progress using all these kind of different methods might be much more difficult when you're you know losing weight but you've got to take those wins yes you might not be able to bench press as much as you did before but you can pull up your body weight for 10 12 reps that's pretty good you know yeah, exactly. um so i think it's definitely something you've got to keep in mind if you're trying to lose weight and stick to some sort of progressive overload yeah um so again, we got what I'd say we've got one more one more thing to talk about, which is utilizing supersets or giant sets. Now I know we did like a little bit of a an um an arm superset finisher at the end of our S and C sessions back in the day. Um just get that juicy pump. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the old Tabata to finish the session. Tabata oh, goodness. say the song. Tabata, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but um oh. no, I think it's again, you know, definitely it kind of links into kind of, I guess, the intensity, the rep sets. It kind of links into everything, right? Using supersets, using giant sets, it just adds that m extra bit of stimulus onto the muscle. Um, that will then just help to, you know, increase the amount of breakdown and increase the amount of kind of, I guess, regrowth of the muscle. <laughs> and I know obviously that's why a lot of bodybuilders use supersets, giant sets. Um, to grow even you know exponentially over a period of time right um, but I think it's really good for progressive overload if you are in a position at home when you've got limited equipment um, because obviously using body weight and using resistance bands especially if you've been prior to lockdown working out a lot with free weights you know actual weights where you know you're really pushing yourself and you go to a position where you've only got a your body weight or some small resistance bands supersetting different exercises together will kind of not it will never really add up to the same amount of stimulus you're getting from proper weight training but it will give you that extra bit of kind of oomph to your your training sessions i think <laughs> but yeah nothing 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 will really replace the the feeling of of proper proper weight so i think yeah it's we we're all we're all just kind of waiting for those days hoping. when the gyms will open up again <laughs> hoping for the day hoping for the days to return to be honest 
think everyone is. But yeah, I mean, we're all right. We've got our home gyms kind of set up. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> but that is true. But I don't it, know if I don't know if actually I'd like to I'd like to talk about um something else real quick actually, kind of on the topic of it's a little bit off topic from progressive overload, but I guess we've kind of covered everything we we're going to talk about. So. I don't know if you saw this Oscar before, but um, or anyone else listening, but the uh, James ha- James Haskell put out on his um, Instagram um, a short clip of him just kind of going over his kind of angst against the kind of gyms being closed and all that kind of thing. Is and this I the grenade th- advert? Yeah. Did you yeah. see Did you see his video on Instagram? Uh, the grenade and McDonald's advertisement thing, or yeah, but he no, he did like a little small post where he was just sitting down and just kind of ranting a little bit. At, at people, though, I thought this was uh, people complaining about him advertising both Grenade and McDonald's at the same time. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Great post. Yeah, great post. I mean, it was. It's. It's just. It just encompasses everything uh, that's been brought up within the kind of lockdown, hasn't it? With when it comes to fitness and exercise, and I thought it was great. And the fitness um, industry scamming everyone. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Conglomerates um, destroying everyone. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but i think it's a bit it's a big it is a big um thing but anyway that is completely off topic i don't i'm sorry for bringing that up <laughs> it's a great thing to talk about i think that it sort of talks upon last week as well is that balance is everything like you can have a mcdonald's mm. and and not get fat <laughs> like it's not the end of the world yeah so, it, so. it is true it's not the mcdonald's that's getting you fat it's the overeating the mcdonald's that's getting yeah, you fat yeah. like, like as, as, <laughs> as, 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 as i think this thing's on if i eat 10,000 calories, calories of salad, of salad 10,000 10, calories, calories of, of McDonald's. McDonald's. Either way, Either I'm way, having 10,000 calories. calories. You know, yeah. you know, and I shouldn't and be I having 10,000 calories. I'm, I'm going to get, get fat. Obviously, it'll be yeah. full, 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 full 10,000 calories, calories of salad, salad, but still. But still yeah. you know, 10,000 calories. Well, I mean, yeah, he... He said about the kind of Krispy Kreme diet or whatever it was. Oh, oh there's, like, so there's so many fads going around, like the, 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 the juiced cleanse, cleanse things and things. Oh, what's that? What's that age old? Just that old, they're just, old, they're just what, stupid. What, what, what weighs more, more, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers, you know? They weigh the same. It's like, you know, what's bad, what's worse, what's worse, 10,000 calories or 10,000 calories. Yeah, I mean, he was saying, he was saying, like, it's a similar thing with that Krispy Kreme diet like a while back. It's like, yes, if you if you eat less amount of food but completely all of it is crispy creams yes you're still you're going to be in a calorie deficit and you will lose weight but you'll be very ill yeah exactly <laughs> you know? exactly because your macro and micronutrient kind of balance will be completely shit <laughs> you know so because you'll just be living off of crispy creams yeah yeah so this, you know it's it's just that kind of thing, and I thought it, it, it his message really hit home. So, a little bit of free publici- publicization, I guess, for publicization. That's such a bad word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, free wow, advertising, wow, I guess. <laughs> free advertising for James Haskell there. Go and check out his video if you haven't seen it already, because I think it really is quite a good summary of everything bad that's happened um, for the fitness industry over lockdown. <laughs> yeah, very true. But, um,. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it for today. Um, I hope you kind of took something away from that. I think we kind of tried to cover everything that we kind of spoke about before um, and put it into a way that would make sense for everyone, um, whether you're an advanced lifter or uh, not even lifting at all and wanted to get into it and you wanted to know a bit about what progressive overload was. I hope we kind of covered that for you. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. anything to add? Yeah, well, yeah, just well thank, just you thank you to anyone, you to anyone that's, that's uh, uh, 
well, recurring, recurring listeners, listeners or anyone, or anyone new listening, listening hopefully, hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll, you'll hear from you'll us, hear from us, us again, next again next week. week. So, so. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace. <laughs>